Welcome back to another episode of the Battle Buddy Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what makes veterans great. And there's a lot of things that make us great. Might be a little biased on that, but we're going to dive into really what makes us great, the skills and the things that, that make us great. And I've got the perfect guy to talk about it. He is the host of Make Veterans Great Again podcast. So it's always great to not talk to another podcast host uh, and talk to him about what he's seeing, the, the conversations he has in the veteran community. So without further ado, we'll dive into it. Welcome to the Battle Buddy Podcast with Keith McKeever. Hey, welcome to the show. Oh, it's going good. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks for having me, Keith. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Like I said, it's always great to talk to another podcaster, man. We we have so many conversations all the time with so many people, and it's always good to connect with somebody else who who's also having a multitude of conversations with other vets all the time. Absolutely. And great minds think alike, right? However, I'm not going to lie. Being on the other side of the mic is a little bit different, but I'm here for it. So let's make it happen. Yeah. Well, I don't know about great minds, but I'll, I mean, I'll take the compliment. So, <laughs> well, you can't, that'd be an insult if you denied it. Cause I'm exactly. just saying I don't have a great mind. All right. Exactly. Exactly. So we're two great minds. We'll just Absolutely. channel our inner Albert Einstein's here. So right. <laughs> Before we dive into it, tell us a little bit about your your military story. Uh, you know, what you what you do in the military? Uh, so I joined the Marine Corps in 2013, and I got out in 2017. I joined as a combat engineer, so I got to play with explosives. However, I did not deploy. I didn't do, do any. I didn't see any combat or anything. I went. I call it a vacation. I went to Oman for a month. Uh, probably stayed at the nicest hotel I've ever been at. And then, other than that, it was just a lot of training and field work. But I didn't get the opportunity to deploy, but a lot of people tell me that is a blessing. So I'm here. Um, when I got out in 2017, I just got like a dead end job. I felt kind of lost. Like I stayed in that job for years. I didn't do anything, and t- but I continually struggled and my mental health just kept taking a decline and a decline. Uh, eventually I got tagged in about 2020, I believe it was to do the 22 push up challenge online. I haven't done 22 push-ups, and I couldn't even tell you how many years. So I didn't. I, w- I wasn't able to do it, and I started to feel guilty about it. So I was like, "Well, what am I going to do?" And that night, I actually seen a buddy post a meme that said, "Stop doing your push-ups and pick up the phone and call a buddy." So the idea for the podcast came to mind. I had the idea for the podcast probably a couple of months, if not like six or more months, right? I finally told my therapist about the idea. She's like, "Do you have your phone on you?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Okay, can you pull it out real quick?" which is common because I'm always taking notes on my phone or something like that. And she's like, can you go to Facebook and start a live and just go ahead and tell everybody what you're going to do? And I was like, what? Absolutely not. I, I won't do that. Uh, but I went home, posted a video. And so thank, thankfully to my therapist, uh, I started the podcast. And uh, my mission is to reach out to fellow brothers and sisters in arms so we can conquer our mental health together. Just remind everybody that they're not alone and we all have our struggles. Awesome. Because yeah, we definitely all have our struggles, but um, you know, I think when I when I really thought about what you're doing with your podcast and just kind of just the message, like make ver- veterans great again, I really, I actually kind of sat and thought about this for a couple of minutes, and I was like, what what makes us great? You know, like what what really makes us great as veterans? Like we because we, we do struggle with things, but we're also like great. Like there's a lot of positive things about us. Like we, we can't ignore like all the, the, the bad stuff. Like we can't ignore the mental health. We can't ignore the physical things that happen to us. Like, you know, 
when, when you play with explosives, you know, if you lose, you lose some hearing or something like that. Like, I don't know if you got that, but you know, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if you play around jets, you know, people tend to lose hearing, you know, I mean, like you jump out of vehicles long enough, you, you bang up your knees, like things like that. Right. The bumps and bruises that come with a career, but right. like we, we gain all these awesome skills and these awesome experiences is what kind of came to me. It's like, we have all these awesome things, experiences and skills that our civilian counterparts don't have. And that's what makes us great. Right. Absolutely. So, so I was kind of curious, you know, you know, that's kind of, now that you kind of told us, you know, what led you to kind of creating that, what, what kind of things have you seen when, now that you've interviewed, you know, all these people on your podcast, what kind of things have you seen that common traits with some of your guests that make them great? Oh, okay. That makes them great. It, it's like our brotherhood and sisterhood, right? It's the camaraderie. It's the ability to go through the shit and come out the other side. But what we haven't learned is how to healthily cope with the shit we went through. We're just taught how to get through it. And it's going to take that brotherhood and sisterhood to continue making us great again. All veterans, everybody's great, right? But sometimes we just need that reminder of how great we really are. Like, if you look back, like, man, I'm this terrible person, X, Y, Z. But, like, bitch, you went to fucking boot camp. I hope I can curse on here. No, go ahead. Absolutely. Like you, We've you all heard it before. Camp. You made it through deployment. You made it through this. You made it through that. Like, you just, you're just in a rough spot right now. You have that person within you to pull it back out and become that beast that you once were. And you can become that person again. And, honestly, it's going to come down to the brotherhood and sisterhood. You know, everybody acts so tough, like they're Billy Badass or, like, fucking G.I. Jane, right? But at the end of the day, when they close that door, they're just as sensitive. They're just as hurt. They're just a fucking person. We're all human. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. We need to realize how humanized we really are. We need to humanize everybody. Humanize your role model. Humanize that athlete you look up to. Humanize whoever you look up to and realize that is another person that puts pants on one leg at a time. That's just another person. And they need you as much as you need them. But some people that are struggling, they, they're too afraid to just admit that they're struggling or ask for help because they don't want to be viewed as weak. I don't know about you, but asking for help and talking about my struggles was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And it makes that person so much stronger if you're able to accomplish that. And it's all going to fall back onto that, that community that you have built, that brotherhood and sisterhood. Yeah, I definitely couldn't agree more with that. It, it is definitely hard to take that first step. I, I think, I think it's two steps. I think it's very difficult there. The, the first step is realizing it, kind of taking the blinders off. And then the second step is, is reaching out and asking for the help or the guidance, you know, whatever. Um, both of them are difficult though. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know if I'd necessarily have the answers uh, f for it myself, but you know, what, what advice do you have for somebody who's kind of in that spot because I think the only way they're going to listen to it is if they've already moved past point A and if they've already kind of taken the blinders off or they're kind of off and they're like, maybe I, maybe I do have a problem. Maybe I do need to talk to somebody. What, what advice do you have some for somebody in that kind of, in that kind Don't of spot? Be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just do it. Okay. And I know, I know you're like, all right, turn this shit off. Cause that's not going to happen. Right. And it's hard, but if you love yourself or if you care about yourself and your future and your health, like you're going to have to, at some point, step out of that, uh, your comfort zone and address the problems or issues you're having, having the struggles you're having. And the crazy part is you're going to realize how many more people are truly struggling just like you 
but in like their own version, right? You know that term, like, uh, I forget the term I wanted to use, but like that family is like the perfect family. And then you close the door and it's like distress and like, like abuse or neglect or X, Y, Z. And you're like, why is that person so miserable? They have it all. They have the family, the money, the X, Y, Z. It doesn't matter if your inside is broken. It's like, you need to focus and fix yourself before you can fix anybody or help anybody. Absolutely. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's important to realize that there, there is a path forward and, and those counselors are there to, to give you the tools, right? right. It's, it's like you mentioned earlier, like you, you go through boot camp, basic training, whatever, you know, whatever your branch calls it, but like you earn, you get different tools kind of given to you, different skills you kind of earn and refine through that, that help you go through that process. Like right. that's the same thing a counselor does in very much the same way. Weird, as weird as it is to make that connection <laughs> between him and a drill instructor, but they're kind of like that. Like they're there to listen to you and guide you through that process in a very eerily, oddly similar way, but totally different way. Right. A drill instructor is there to break you down. A therapist is there to build you back up. However, I know starting in like second, third phase, the drill instructor is supposed to start building you back up again, right? But the drill instructor's key job is to break you, to mold you and make you into the Marine or service member of whatever branch you're in that you need to be to complete the mission. Then afterwards, you need to go to therapy and fix everything that got... It's not even that it got fucked up in the military. A lot of times that they're finding my research, what I'm reading recently is stating that like, the trauma you experience in the military is only triggering your childhood trauma and problems. So yes, you experienced and went through some things in the military and don't get me wrong. There's things you go through in the military that you didn't experience as a kid. And yes, you got that from the military, but a lot of times it relates back to a childhood trauma that you may have. So you really need to like work deep on the core issue opposed to what you're seeing on the surface level. That's interesting. The best way there's two. What I learned in boot camp was to just focus on the next chow. Get to the next chow and you made it. Get to the next chow and you made it. Just like therapy. Get to your next therapy section. Get to your next chow. Get just just finish your therapy. Like the fastest way through boot camp is to complete boot camp, right? Not to like try to get out or get held back or whatever the case may be. So the fastest way through therapy is to fucking go to therapy and put in the work. The thing with therapy, though, it's not a one-stop shop, right? Like not everybody will benefit from traditional therapy. Not everybody will benefit from horse therapy or water therapy or psychedelic therapy or XYZ therapy. You have to find what works best for you. And don't get discouraged when the first one to five isn't what you need or what you're comfortable with. For the longest time, I would go to therapy and I would look solely for like a grandmother-esque woman to be my therapist so I could feel coddled and like comfort. But that was just me holding myself back because they, that therapist wouldn't push me when I got uncomfortable. They wouldn't push me through that wall. They would allow me to handle it my way. And I would end up manipulating it and going around the wall and avoiding the whole issue that I really needed to get to. So therapy was just a repetitive nothing. Plus I never did the homework I was sent home with. I always thought therapy and my medicine is going to fix it. I'm doing it. But like what's therapy one or two hours a month going to do if you're not doing any of the work at home and putting in what you're learning? 
Like if you're not putting in what you're learning, you're not going to be able to cope. There's one saying that I heard recently, and I, I love it and hate it all in one, right? But it said, you always have to stand guard of your mental health 24-7, right? Like, you know, there's some days where you have a rough fucking day, but you handled it so well. You're like, dude, I'm so proud of myself. I conquered this. I conquered this. I was able to defeat this battle without letting it making me explode or holding me back but you wake up the next day exhausted and you're like oh it's okay i deserve a rest day uh, uh, uh you take that rest day you don't have somebody on guard you're taking two steps back not one step so somebody's always got to stay on guard and the, it, for me the more i'm able to recognize i have to stand on guard and like literally battle my my mental health and my thoughts in my brain right like i tell myself something and as soon as i hear it or catch that i'm being negative i i have recently started to like say the opposite out loud so like uh, I'm a horrible person in my mind. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm a horrible person. But before I finish that sentence, I'm like, I'm a great person. I love myself. I deserve to be here. I am successful. I am confident. Like, I am statements as cheesy as you may think they are, because I used to think that. And like, I still hate doing them sometimes because I'm uncomfortable still. But the more you do positive I am statements, the more positive your life turns. Can't go wrong with good positive affirmations. Right. But would you also say that maybe taking a, I don't want to word this, almost like a mission focused kind of mindset with it of like, Hey, I need to stay on top of this so that the, the wheels don't fall off. Now, one thing with mental health is you're going to have good days and bad days, regardless, like things could just come out of nowhere and make mm -hmm. the wheels fall off. But and it could be the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, like, no. anything can happen, but you need to try and stay ahead of it. But maybe that mission oriented of like, I have to stay on track. I have to stand to guard. I have to constantly be trying to work on this in positive ways to take, you know, positive ways, positive tools to, to try and better my situation and improve. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I try to word it like a mission statement sometimes or like it's a mission because then you're going to, I feel it, it's totally depends on the person that you are, right? Like, because I label it a mission or treat it that way, I'm going to lose ABC, right? But if I treat it like a mission or talk to it in like military terms, I'm going to get XYZ. So it's just like changes your, your vocabulary changes, but the situation still the fucking same. Right. Like I may say, OK, we need to stand guard. We need to have somebody on post 24 seven X, Y, Z. And other people will be like, I just need to focus. I need to pay attention and like paying attention. It's just how you word it. It's like who who's going to listen to it. And I try to word things differently, but it all has the same meaning because at the same it just doesn't matter who's listening. Like you word things differently. Somebody else is going to catch on or it's going to hit differently. Right. Like you can you can know like two plus two equals four. But like you just know that it equals four. And then one day somebody's like three plus one also equals four. And you're like, what? And then it just clicks like, oh, it's math. Like you can do this and this to get there. It's it's not a, a mental health is not a one size fits all. One shoe fits most. Absolutely not. It's like different everything from therapy, the way you treat yourself, the way you talk to yourself. Like, look, you can listen to David Goggins, who's out there calling himself a bitch and he's not going to let that bitch win X, Y, Z. But some people are like, that's too aggressive for me. Let me like sit back down and let me have that grandmother come talk to me. You know, it's just all depends on who you are, what you need to hear and how you need to hear it. That's a really good takeaway. I think everybody needs to figure out 
what that path looks like for them. I'm the kind of person I know personally, I'm the kind of person I need that person that's blunt. What's worked best for me is I'm kind of the same way as you. Like, I don't need that grandmotherly. It's okay. You know, like I had a whole health coach at the VA. Now it's a whole health coach, not a counselor, but she would sometimes be like, all right. Cause she was, uh, uh, she was a counselor at one point in time. She was f- sitting in a role of a whole health coach and she'd be like, all right, Keith, I'm going to take my, my whole health coach off. I'm gonna put my counselor hat on for just a second. And she'd be like, you know, super blunt about things like just super, super blunt. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, you're, you're freaking right. You know, like, that's just what I need to hear. Like sometimes I just need it black and white. <laughs> I don't, I don't need shit sugarcoated. <laughs> I need a black and white, you know, I don't need, I don't need the, the fluffy, nice, soft words. Like I can, right. I can take that, but that's me, but everybody needs to find that path that, that works for them, but you yeah. have to do it no matter what it is. Like you have to rip the bandaid off and, and take that, take that journey. Absolutely. You have to start somewhere. And even if it's just reaching out to a buddy, somebody that you haven't talked to for a while and you want to talk to them or whatever the case may be, hell, you can even call and tell yourself that you're calling to check on them, even though that call is what you need. So basically you're doing yourself a service, but you're manipulating your mind to think that you're helping somebody else, but in return, you're helping yourself. So just pick up the phone and call somebody because you both probably need that phone call. You know, that might be one of the most profound things I've heard in a long time. Because we, I mean, we, we hear so much about, you know, buddy checks. And, you know, I'm just as big of an advocate for, for people doing it. And a lot of times I think it's easy to stop and think about you're calling for, for them, but like, you know, you are calling for yourself too. Like there, it goes both ways. Like there's an accountability there. Absolutely. Just like phones work both ways, bro. Like you can each call each other and you both want to talk about buddy checks and being there for one another. And I know, I know people are there for one another. Right. But like, there's a lot of time people just say buddy check or X, Y, Z, but are you actually calling a buddy? Are you checking on anybody? Are you calling anybody? Or are you just disgruntled that nobody's calling you? But, dude, at the end of the day, your phone works the same way there does. Pick it up and call them. If you want to talk to them, don't care or worry about who called who last, who messaged who last. Oh, they left you on red. Dude, everybody's life is busy. You don't know just because you're sitting down and able to text or call somebody. You don't know that person that you're texting or calling is able to respond and give you that same amount of time. So sometimes you need to give them time to respond. And then I'm not going to lie, dude. Sometimes I just forget. And like, it's just my memory and I, I, it's nothing against you or our conversation. I just forgot to respond. Like my daughter distracted me and then that's it. Like I forgot I was even texting anybody, you know, <laughs> it's like an ADD. It's like, it's a dog with a squirrel, right? Like, Oh, what happened? I just don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> 100% bro. 100%. Exactly. You know, it's a um, mess. There's a lot of good, good information in that. Um, but I definitely want to bring this back around. Cause like, you know, the whole topic here is, is, is making veterans great. You know, we went down this, this mental health thing, which I think is great. We need to remember that this is a key component of being great, which I think was, was, was great that we dove into this here because it's kind of unintentional to kind of dive down this mental health here for a couple of minutes, because to really be truly great at who you are and to succeed, you have to, you have to really take care of your mental health. 
mental really, and physical health, mental and physical and spiritual health, whatever that looks like for, for you. Absolutely. Like you I'm have to take care of, you. yeah, you have to take care of whatever that looks like for you in all those aspects, right? Like, I'm not saying you have to like go to the gym, you know, you don't have to be David Goggins and be like running some insane, yeah. yeah, whatever kind of craziness yeah. he does, but like you have to figure out what works for you in, in every one of those, like to be great. And that's not an easy thing. That's not an easy path to navigate. There's more than one fork in that road, but you know, you have to take it. And you have to be nice to yourself. Allow yourself to like have a failure. It's not a failure. It's a learning lesson, right? Like you, you put your toe in the water and you try a therapist and it was a bad experience. And now you're just, Oh, therapy fucking sucks. It doesn't work. X, Y, Z. No, you just had a bad experience. It wasn't the right person for you. You didn't give it all. You need to take accountability for your actions as well. Cause it's not always the therapist. It's the you that you're giving. And I know a lot of people are like, how the fuck can I talk to a therapist? That's never been where I've been or done what I did. It's not their job to have the same experiences to you. It's their job to figure out how you, to help you manage and cope with those experiences to help you live a valid and successful life. And they're all going to do it in different ways. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of different people I've talked to one person and it, I mean, they're all good qualified people. One person I talked to him and I just didn't connect like communication wise personality. There was just no connection. The first counselor I ever talked to, she gave me all kinds of great ideas. Like I would tell her what I'm experiencing and she'd be like, okay, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Like go implement this in your life. And it was like, okay, I can do this. It's actionable. That's cool. I can do this in my life and I can see immediate results. And then my second counselor was, was the same way. They both left the VA, which actually sucks. But they went off to other opportunities. They're going out there to succeed and go off into other opportunities in their world, which is great for them. Good, sure. good luck to them. Right. I, I can't fault them for that at all. It sucks for me, but good for them. So like, I, I, I've heard that a lot too. Like, oh, VA can't keep any employees. Like, well, they have lives too. Like they have to go grow and advance in their careers too. Like you should be happy for them. Like they're, they're going to do their thing too. Right. The situation is what you make of it. And I know it is hard to find the good in a bad situation. For example, like your therapist leaving, it's hard to find the good in that because now you might have to go to two or three therapists before you find one that works for you. However, that fourth or fifth therapist may be the one that is the best person fucking for you. And like, you had to go through that adversity, that struggle to find this new therapist and this new method. Like, think about it. You're get, you're learning new tools. No one person has the answer for everything and can solve all your life problems. There, No. All right. You know, maybe if you want to believe in God and you believe in God, then God can be that one person. Right. But like in modern day, there's no therapist out there that's going to be able to solve that for you or that. So like you getting multiple people's inputs on how to handle things, not only shows you how you want to handle it, but it also shows you how you don't want to handle it. So the bad therapist use them as a learning lesson and be like, okay, I didn't like their therapy style. That's not for me. So I need this. Or they approached the target at like this. And I was like, oh, I don't like that approach. Like, let me switch. Let me do what therapist two and three did, not what four and five did. You, you never know. And you have to care about yourself to be able to, to fix yourself because dude, I am so tired of being miserable and depressed and mopey and whatever. Like I'm trying to pull myself out of something these past two weeks. I did, I like just, it like was a slow slope, right? Like 
my son came over for the weekend and we went hiking and running and swimming. So we did physical activities that I counted as my workout. And then he left and I still didn't wake up at five in the morning to go to the gym. And then next thing I know, it's like week two, bro, I'm in something deep. Like I haven't got a haircut in like three, four weeks now, shaved my beard, nothing. I haven't taken care of myself properly. And I'm just now catching on to that. Like, oh, fuck, dude, I was spiraling out of control. But due to all of my therapy and all the work I've put in, I've caught myself. So now I'm only at like two weeks out. I went back to the gym today for the first time in like two weeks, which is I, I feel like that's a huge accomplishment. I should pat myself on the back, even though I feel like I didn't do a lot at the gym. I still went to the gym. And normally it'd be like two, three, four months before I would go back to the gym for two weeks and quit again, you know, but that's not what I'm that I don't want to be that person anymore. And I'm actively catching myself and my faults and I'm working on changing it. So like, I've been in like a deep, dark state. Like I wanted to cancel this because I didn't feel like talking to anybody, but I was like, that's what I normally would do. That's what old Josh would do. I'm not trying to be that person anymore. I don't want to be stuck. I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to feel like I have to cry all the time and not cry. Like, Let's keep breaking yourself out of the box. Let's keep breaking my old patterns and habits and routine while creating healthier habits and routines. And that's what I'm working on. Like, you just got to be self-conscious because yes, this is a setback, but it's, it's setting me up to come back way faster than I ever had before. And that's an achievement. Like I used to only worry about the bottom ring of the ladder and the top ring. And like, I feel like, well, it's impossible to get to the top ring. So why even try? But now I'm realizing and allowing myself to accept each individual step that you need to take to get up to the top of the ladder to achieve and become successful. So hell, if I'm only on step two or three, like at least I'm up the ladder. I'm on the ladder before I would just look at him like, eh, eh, let me go over here. I'm out, you know. You definitely showed a lot of growth and awareness. And just like you said a few minutes ago, you know, when, when you're boot camp, what do you do? You look towards the next week, right? Like, let me just wake up on Monday morning and it, cause that starts the next week. So, you know, you, you just have to keep an eye on that, on that growth and, and look to that next milestone, whatever you want to set that milestone to be. So you got to think, think back, you know, to where you've been and be grateful for all that growth and that awareness that you've, that you've gained from those counselors and those people that have been in your life to kind of show you that path. Right. Absolutely. And something I'm really learning, I couldn't wait to get out of the Marine Corps. I didn't want to have structure. I didn't want to have to be told what to do or where to be every day. X, Y, Z. I wanted my freedoms, everything. Now that I'm out and I'm at where I'm at now, that is what I need to be the best me, to be the mentally sound me. I need structure and I need routine. Like if my routine is thrown, if I don't have a routine, like I'm lost in the sauce. Like, what do I do? When do I start? How do I do this? Right. As simple as it sounds like I need a routine. I need to force myself to get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym to consistently complete that mission every day, every morning. So I, first of all, I start my day with a completed task. And so it sets the rest of my day up to complete more tasks and be more successful and keep growing and learning and that. But if I throw myself off and I don't do that, like I, I'm just a bum dude. Like with, unfortunately, like I just get lost. I'll end up scrolling for hours when I don't even have minutes to scroll, you know, like I just gotta be self-aware for sure. Man, structure and routine. That's one that I did not put on my list of skills that I wanted to talk about. I don't, I can't believe I didn't even think about that. Really. I, I, 
I have something kind of on here similar to that, but I mean, that, that is a huge skill that we gain. I mean, cause everything, you know, from, from day one, everything is scripted for you day right. one of boot camp and your advanced training and, and every day, like, you know, what day you're going to work, you know what the mission is, all those kind of things. Like, like we're so, I guess m- the closest one I have on there is mission focused. I guess you could kind of throw it in there, but like that is so important of a skill that I think, civilians just don't have is that something that you, you I, I think i've seen that from a lot of my guests that everybody's so laser focused on structure what they do very purposeful and what they do in mission mission oriented have you seen kind of some of the same things from the people you've interviewed yeah like if you notice the people that seem to be the most successful and like achieving the most and going on with their lives they have a structure they have a routine they they know what they're doing they've planned they've done their research, they've done their homework and they're setting themselves up for success before the day even begins. And like, if you sit there and think about it, like, Holy shit, dude, all I got to do is spend X amount of time the day prior thinking about the next day. I can have a successful day, but I view it as like, I don't want to do that extra work. I want to be free as soon as possible. So I don't have to do anything. Well, you have nothing to do and you're free because you're not bettering yourself you're not growing as a person you're not growing in your business or your work or whatever the case may be you're only focused on your free time and near you but like you want you want your you time put in the work where you deserve that you time or sit down and write write out your schedule for tomorrow or the following week and plan in you time so you know from like 7 to 8 p.m it's just josh time I'm going to go play video games. I'm going to go read. I'm going to go color. I'm going to go do whatever I want to do because that's my personal time. But the rest of the time is still structured and I'm completing things. So that way, when I am on R&R or relaxing, as I'll say, um, I'm not worried about, oh, I have to do X, Y, Z. I have to do this. I have to do that. So you're not even relaxing. You're stressing about not doing something because you haven't completed anything because you haven't made your schedule or a routine. Or you're, or you're feeling guilty about it because you're doing something other than work or right. something like that. You know, it's, that could be a tough one there too, but that's, that's, there's some good stuff in there. Um, yeah. And another, I got two, two more here that are I kind of similar. Another one word I want to throw out there. Leadership is another skill. Yeah. What what have you seen from some of your guests when it comes to to leadership? You know, a lot of people have it and a lot of people don't have it. And then the people that think they're badass leaders are the worst leaders. And then there's people that are think they're terrible leaders, but everybody listens to them and follows them. You know, it's just another thing where the situation dictates and it's just the person that dictates, right? Uh, for example, on this podcast and mental health, I'm leaning towards the approach of leading by example. Let me expose my flaw, my flaws, my struggles, my woes. Like, yeah, I may feel like my struggles aren't shit compared to your struggles or Joe Schmo's struggles, but I shouldn't, first of all, I shouldn't even be focusing or comparing my struggles to anybody else. And like, I just need to share my struggles because one, now I'm talking about them. And the more you talk about your struggle, especially in a healthy manner, your allowing yourself to cope and handle and deal with it. So the more you talk about something, the easier it's going to become to talk about it. It's going to cause you less anxiety and stress and X, Y, Z on the matter. Right. Um, But I just want to lead. I like people who lead by example. Don't 
tell me you're the leader and tell me to go do something. And then you go do nothing or, you know, be productive, like lead by example. Don't tell me to do something you wouldn't do. And that's what I try to do. I don't tell people to do things I wouldn't do or I haven't tried or am actively putting into my life. Right. Absolutely. How about teamwork? Like I said, I was kind of, kind of somewhat related there. I mean, you know, leadership and teamwork. Uh, Teamwork can bring a good leader's team to success. All right. So just like you asked me before, what do I feel like one of the main problems is or one of the best ways to make veterans great again is that community and that brotherhood. We have the ability to hate the person next to us, but love them and willing to risk our lives for them. We have the ability to work through bullshit and come together and make it out together. So it's all about teamwork, honestly. You know, when you're struggling, who do you need? A team. Who does every successful person have? A team. You know, do you think Joe Rogan's out there producing his $100 million podcast by himself? No, he has he has an audio producer all the way to security guards. And his show would not be as successful if it wasn't for each and every one of those person and their role. So it's about your community and your core base that you have. Because if you have people that are just depressed and miserable, your circle is going to stay depressed and miserable. If you have a circle that is in real estate, business owners, podcasters, and they're successful and happy, you're going to mold yourself into what that group is, opposed to being stuck in that depressed group. You're going to become successful. You're going to become a business owner. You're going to become and learn about real estate. You're going to learn about X, Y, Z. So teamwork and a brotherhood and sisterhood, I feel like go hand in hand. They're the same. Yeah, there's a there's some positives and, and some negatives to. I mean, I see see it all the time. So much collaboration and teamwork in some ways, but then it doesn't take but five more seconds to go find people tearing each other down and just backstabbing and doing other things and it's it is painful sometimes to see as vets like man we're like just a couple years ago we were all wearing a uniform having each other's back and then now literally seeing people trying to stab each other in the back and it's like why why can't you just work together why can't you collaborate and just out of the kindness of your own heart just offer people some advice here and like i get it if you run a business like you got to get paid to consult people and stuff like that but don't get me wrong i'm not saying you give away everything free, but like we shouldn't just eat our own. Like we do. Sometimes it's ugly. Like, it so, I don't know how we fix that. I don't know how we fix that in our culture, but it's, it's, it's bad sometimes. I don't know if it'll ever be fixed because it's like that brotherhood, sisterhood love, right? Like you grow up beating the shit out of each other, but at the end of the day you have each other's back and you love one another. But you need to start being more vulnerable, honestly, telling your buddies like, look, I'm struggling here or look, I think you're struggling here. Or I see you doing that. Well, I don't really recommend you projecting onto other people and telling them what they're struggling with unless they're like asking per se. But, you know, like you said, it's so much easier to tear somebody down than it is to build them up because the thing on social media, especially you get more views and likes by being miserable and hatred towards somebody than you do if you're there like, hey, I love you. Like, you matter. You deserve to be here. Like, stay. Like, don't give up. Keep fighting. Like, not people are too afraid of that because they're so worried about manning up and like, 
like handling it like a man, you know, but I'm trying to turn, change that wording around or like the definition of it. And like, be a man, talk about your fucking struggles. You want to talk about something that's hard and fucking brutal. You're not even going through that situation anymore. It's like from 10 years ago, but it's still holding you down and dragging you back. So is it easier to not talk about it or is it going to be easier to talk about it? Yeah. It's been 10 fucking years you're holding on. So it's going to be harder to talk about, but life gets easier once you start talking about that hard shit. And yeah, you know it's pre- it's pretty hard to open up your mouth or type up type out a post and be extremely vulnerable about whatever right. that it is to just hold that shit in and not tell anybody. Yeah, we need to go back to what Thumper's mom taught us in Bambi. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's a reference I never thought I would hear on my podcast. Well, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Definitely have to mark that one down as one I never expected. But yeah, it's um yeah, it's a good one. You know? It is because like how are we gonna say we're each other's brother's keeper, but then you're talking mad shit like forcing someone to hate their life even more. You don't this person, like for example, you seem happy and positive and like in a good place in life, and I could talk shit to you and you can handle it well. But I don't know what's going to happen as soon as you shut that camera off. I don't know who you truly are. No disrespect. But like, I don't know who you truly are. So like when you get off this camera, you could be so depressed and miserable that like your face changed. You start slumping over and you just like go lay back down in bed. You only had enough strength to pull yourself out to do this podcast. I don't know. So why would I take the risk of saying like, oh, dude, this podcast is bullshit or I didn't have fun here or X, Y, Z. Instead of saying, oh, bro, I, I. which I do. I genuinely appreciate you having me on the show. And I feel like it's an honor to be on somebody else's podcast, especially having my own podcast. It's nice to be able to get out and talk about my mission and like talk to other vets and on other shows. Right. But why can't I be nice to you? Why do I have to be mean to you? Why is it first nature to be a dickhead? That's, that's a, that's a darn good question. And it's so easy for people to do when it's it, like Facebook and whatnot right the keyboard warriors you know people just because you don't know who's on the other side of that and so much gets completely misconstrued in text yeah and you don't know what that person is going through like you said earlier like your mental health struggles you can't compare it to other people you're right i can't compare mine to other people you can't compare yours nobody can because it's your struggle in your head it's yeah. your struggle like it doesn't matter what everybody else is going through that's what they're going through not you like so you don't know who's on the other side reading that message and how the hell it is hitting them at that moment. Right. And a lot of times you heard that saying hurt people, hurt people. So that person that's talking shit to you is truly just projecting their hate towards themselves or whatever they're hurting from. They're putting their hurt onto you. And like, it's make it, it makes you feel better for what? 10 minutes, you know, like what, why I I'm not going to lie. I used to talk mad shit, but like I did it in like a, a talking shit form. Like I, I mean, I was probably rude and disrespectful, right? And I apologize for that. Like if I ever talk shit to you, I apologize. Like, but I was mostly coming from like a good place, just like trying to talk shit and banter back and forth, right? But I know I used to go for like that kill shot, right? Like you want to poke fun? Let's play. But I'm going to go for that kill shot right away. And I don't know if you'll be able to handle it because I have more to come to. But that's not, that's, 
that's not the person I need to be anymore. That's not a person to be anymore. I, I want to come at you with a, a love shot. Like, you know, I want to make you feel good about yourself. I want to make you smile because I don't know what you're going through. Because at the end of the day, look, I don't want you coming at me with that kill shot, right? Like, so how can I, how can I throw it at you if I don't want it back? So we just got to start spreading the love, bro. And as hippie and as weird as that may sound, just start spreading love. Tell everybody that once you get off the phone, say, I love you, right? Like, it doesn't have to be like such an intimate meaning, but I want you to know that I fucking care about you. And like, we're still brothers or sisters. Like, I love you, bro. Like, I, I hope your podcast takes off. I hope your real estate takes off. I hope your life takes off in the best way, right? And we may never talk again after this. Who fucking knows, right? But I still love you and you can always reach out to me no matter what. Because at the end of the day, you're a human just like I am and your life matters just like I, mine does. Like, how can you say your life matters but tell somebody else their life doesn't? It is very important to uplift and be positive to each other. I There's another podcaster I've had on my show a couple of times uh, who does that. We do We do that for each other all the time we're always message messaging each other and it's like, Hey man, I'm thinking about you. Keep doing a great job. Like, like spontaneously, like, cause we just genuinely like we, him and I've never met in person, but we love each other's shows like just similar people, similar mission. We just really truly appreciate what each other is doing in this world and, and, and the positive messages. And, He's just one example of many, you know, probably more messages between him and I than, than many others. But like, it's just amazing when you approach things with that positive, like appreciation, love. And it feels good when you get that unexpected encouragement text message. Oh, yeah. So I've told my wife before, be like, hey, so-and-so just messaged me and they're like, you know, hey, love that latest episode. Keep up the good work. Appreciate your brother. And it's like, oh, it's nice. You know, like whatever those chemicals are in your body, like it feels good in your heart. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like and it, it makes you want to keep going. It makes you want to do more. It helps you become more successful. Right. But if you were get the, the worst part is you can get 10 positive messages and get one negative message. And you're just going to your human nature is to attach to that one negative message and allow it to drag you down. But that's just one person who's probably envious of what you're doing and your success. And they just want to be where you're at. Right. So we can't we can't focus on that. We got to turn like, hey, man, I'm sorry you're going through this. Like whatever's got you so miserable in life, I hope you figure it out and conquer it because you don't deserve to be this miserable that you're projecting it onto other people. And other people don't need to bleed because you're bleeding. So I hope you heal yourself. And we need to start focusing on all those positive love and affirmations and positivity and reinforcement. And you need to surround yourself with more people like that because that's what helps you build and grow as a person, right? Like don't have that mindset. I can get through this myself. I can conquer this. I can do that. No, you can't. I mean, you're physically capable of it. Yes. But at a certain point, you're going to need other people. Other people help you reach a potential you could you can't reach by yourself. And that is okay. You got to be you got to let your guard down and let your wall down and allow people in and allow people to help you. Yes. You got to be aware and make sure that people aren't there to hurt you or take um, advantage of you. Thank you. Take advantage yeah. of you. You have to, you do have to be aware of that, but you also have to let people be willing to allow that to happen 
and have your boundaries set so that doesn't happen. So you can embrace the love and success that others are going to help feed to you. And the thing is, you said there's somebody you've never met before and you guys send random like congratulations, keep going, motivational, inspirational messages, right? But like a family member, a loved one, a, a close friend, they're not sending you that same shit. You know, there's a good chance that they hope you fail. And that's a weird that that statistic is the truth, that the people closest to you hope you fail the most. That's wild. But like, you can't focus on that. You got to focus on the love that you're sharing and spreading and what you're able to do and who makes you feel better. You know, as wild is, as you're all, as you were saying it, I'm looking back, like at my little notes over here. And I just keep thinking back to those two words. Those last two words I asked you about was leadership and teamwork. And when you have that positive kind of mindset of uplifting other people and collaborating, what that's, that's being a leader and, collaborating and, and, and teamwork with other people and uplifting. Like that's, that's those, those kind of skills, like in their truest, more positive way of doing things. Yeah. That was, that was a great way to break it down. Right. Cause what makes a good leader one that spreads love and positive messages and reaffirms and builds them up. And sometimes, yeah. Tells you point blank, straight up, you're fucking up, fix yourself. Right. But they're still being a leader. Cause they're, they're, they're not beating you while you're down. They're sending you messages. They're sending you inspiration. They're sharing. Like, look, I sometimes I struggle with like, do I share too much? But what I try to do is I try to connect. Like, you tell me a story about you being depressed. I'll share a similar story. And it's not because I'm trying to like counter you or anything like that. I'm trying to relate to you and let you know that I can connect with you. And I'm trying to connect and like let you know I've been there. We can get through this. I've gone through it. You've gone through it. Yeah, dude, tomorrow we both may fall five steps back. But as long as we got each other, we got other people and we got someone standing guard on your mental health, like you could pull yourself right back out of it and go even further than you were. Absolutely, man. Some good stuff there, but I got, I got two more words. I want, want your, want your two cents on, All right. um, and, and they're going to veer off a little bit left here, but the next one is diversity, which I think is something that we as veterans have that civilians don't have any thoughts on, on when it comes to veterans and diversity. If everybody could have the, go through the diversity of life that veterans have went through, I think it's going to open the world's eyes so much more opposed to what each individual town state area is spreading and the message that you're sharing and learning, right? Like, um, don't be uncultured. You have to, you, you need to experience, get out of your hometown, go visit other countries, go visit other States, other communities, and you'll just see the diversity there. And like group A is struggling with X, Y, Z and group B is excelling in X, Y, Z, but we don't know that we're struggling in different ways or we're not excelling in the same ways because we're not getting out and diversifying ourselves, right? Stop seeing people for the color. Start seeing everybody as green. Treat them as such. Treat everybody the same fucking way, regardless of what you say or how you act. Actually do that shit. Absolutely. When I think of diversity in the military and some of that stuff, I think that I mean, that's what we get. We, we come from every corner of this country and we throw on a uniform and we serve right next to each other. And we bring all those little those little nuances of every corner, whether you're coming from New Jersey or Louisiana or Texas or Washington or wherever, every everywhere in between. Like, 
um, ironically, you know, we're both from Illinois, but <laughs> originally, yeah. but like you bring all of that together and then you end up in this unit in the same, in the same branch doing the same job, but you're from these different backgrounds, different education. But then this leads into my last one here, skills. Like as a veteran, you get skills and you could take this any which way you want here, but you get skills that your civilian counterparts just don't have. And that's my, that's my last word, but I definitely want your, what's your take on that one. I feel like there's a couple ways we could go with the word skill, right? But if you think about it, everything's a skill. You're learning to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And you can do that while you're in the military. But why can't we put that same mentality and effort to work when it comes to our mental health or our civilian life, right? All right, we got to improvise and adapt and overcome that we're no longer in the military. We're now back in the civilian world and how we have to integrate back in or work on things, right? But it's all going to come back to that teamwork and that co- coercion, coercion, I think is the right word, where it's your community that builds you up and keeps you up, right? Like, yeah, that's like going to co- – getting out of the military is like going leaving college, right? You no longer have all those college buddies and X, Y, Z. You have to build yourself again. So, like, again, that's a similarity that's completely different, but it's going to create the same struggles. So just because somebody wasn't in the military, don't count them out. And yeah, dude, I get it. There's a lot of fucking Karens and there's a lot of people that were, you joke like you would joke to your veteran friend and they're going to call the cops on you to like get you checked in because you, you, we may need help, right? Yeah. Well, their dark, their version of dark humor might be a little different than ours. Right. But we learned skills from like mottos and sayings to like learning how to play with explosives to leading to being a teammate to anything every aspect of our life in the military was a skill that can translate into the civilian sector in in a lot of ways you just hit on some good ones and you can go back to like structure and order leadership teamwork like all those things are things that some of your civilian counterparts don't have and that's why i wanted to get your take and you had some brilliant sound bites on some of those and that's why i wanted to get your take on this to to point out no matter what you're going through or where your mind is at, there is a path forward and that you have all these different skills and these attributes as a veteran that do make you stand out and and all these positive things that you can be proud of that make you great as a veteran and that you too can succeed. Absolutely. If you just take, if you put in the, well, you know, if you put in the work, like that's, that's the one key actionable thing you got to do. You, you do have to put in the work. Like you can't just sit on the couch all day. Nothing's going to happen if you do that. So. (laughs) Right. That's accountability, right? Like you have to take accountability of your own actions and the work you're putting in or not putting in. And you need to realize that due to your actions, you are in life where you are because of your actions, whether it's because you did something or didn't do something, but you need to be accountable. I, I feel like, we've gone so far of like wanting to blame other people for everything that like, we don't realize how much our life is truly in our control and is our fault. Like right now I'm learning that like, it's crazy. Right. But apparently I'm afraid of money or like, I'm scared of money. So I like, I don't know how to properly make money or like make more money than I've ever made. If that makes sense. Right. Like I've never learned how to properly make money or excel in the finances in that. And so that's something I'm working on. I don't even know if that's on topic, but. 
Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we're all afraid of like something or sometimes, uh, you know, maybe fear of success or like fear of what is going to happen if you take something to the next level, maybe not necessarily money, but just like maybe it's a promotion at work or like if you do something, what, what's going to change in your life when you do that? Because it's change and change and people fear change. So like if you, like in your situation, like if, if you make more money, what happens if, or if you go get a promotion at your job, what happens? Or like if you move cross country, like what happens? Like there's ramifications for those changes, right? Right. Like it's the fear of unknown. Like right now, you know where you live and how you're living and how you pay your bills. But what happens, but you know, on the, on the flip side of that. So sometimes there's a fear of unknown. Sometimes it's, it's easier to be comfortable in the known. That that's a good point. Good point, actually. So, but it, it's, yeah, there's a, I'm sure there's some, some deep mental science behind all that. <laughs> right. And it, I'm sure it also goes back to like the feeling of self-worth, right? Like, am I really worthy of the success? Am I really worthy of making more? Am I really worthy or deserving? And that goes back into saying those positive affirmations that I've been working on and like just trying to say, like, I got to say false motivation is motivation. You'll say it till you believe it and then keep saying it. Sounds like uh, imposter syndrome is what they they call it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you just got to positive affirmations. I mean, they work. You know, there's a lot of ways you can do it. You could just say it to yourself. Um, I've heard somewhere you can actually just just get a piece of paper and write them down you know, write it down 25 or 50 times a day, whatever it is that you want your brain to be wired to think like you could just do that. Just just grab a notebook. Like if you just want to say, I want to make X amount per week or per month, or I want to achieve this, whatever, just write that out 25 times a day, every single day. First thing you do in the morning, like there's different things you could do. At least it reframes your mind into thinking those kind of things. So you just got to have positive mindset. Right. That's all Easy. about easier said than done. <laughs> 100%, but it's possible. It, you know what? There's more than enough people that are doing it. Like we, we've both seen it. I mean, we both had guests on our show. Like, I think that's the beauty of being a podcast host is like more diversity. Yeah. Exactly. You talk to these people and it's like, yeah, sometimes some of the people you have on, it's like, man, some of their, their insight and their knowledge. And it's, it's incredible. So. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, last question I got for you, man, obviously that, you know, I've had it scrolling across the bottom the whole time. So anybody right. who's watching can, has seen it scrolling, but anybody who's listening, it'll be in the show notes. I've got your, your, your website, uh, make veterans great again.org. But tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So I said in the beginning, my podcast, my mission statement is my mission is to reach out to fellow brothers and sisters in arms, conquer our mental health together. Just remind everybody that they're not alone. Like I just want, I am struggling myself and I don't want anybody to think I'm not right, but I'm struggling and I want to lead by example. And uh, sorry, my daughter just came in the room. That's right. But uh, okay. Say hi, everybody. But yeah, my mission is to be a leader, lead from the front, share my stories and my struggles and let everybody know that um, it's okay to struggle and you can survive and continue to thrive in life and your goals and your missions and you can get the help and you deserve to live happy and healthy. 
Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on here and bringing your little uh, little guest in here. Yeah, she to, just woke up she, from her nap, dude. I'm sorry. I can see that. Right. I can I can see the bedhead there. That's okay. It kind of looks like it. <laughs> I don't because I don't have any hair left. <laughs> no hair. Did you see that? <laughs> but anyway. I, I really appreciate you coming on here, sharing with us. Uh, that was a lot of great sound bites for anybody who who's kind of struggling and wants to achieve that next level and succeed and and go on to do some great things. Uh, and a reminder to all the veterans out there that they are great. And so I highly encourage anybody out there to you know to go also go over to Josh's podcast and go give it a listen. You got some great guests on there as well. So I appreciate you being with us. I appreciate you having me. She's telling me I need a haircut. Um, and this this is another inspiration to like better myself, right? Like I don't want to bleed my wounds onto her, so I have to be a better person to be a better dad. Yes, baby. You already cut your hair. Oh, I already cut my hair. Yeah. Okay. Let's put the hat. All right, Josh. You take it easy. All right. Thank you, Keith. Again, I apologize, but that's all good. It's not the first kid I've had pop in here. Right. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed. As always, if there is a resource not listed on my website you think should be, please reach out and let me know. You can go to battlebuddypodcast.net for all kinds of information and resources on a variety of topics. And if you are struggling for any reason, make sure you reach out to the National Suicide Hotline. That number is 988-PRESS-1.